Welcome, join me, Todd Tononi, serial entrepreneur, number one international best-selling author of A Man's Journey and seasoned self-growth strategist. My purpose is to help people create deep relationships by really connecting with presence and intention. Welcome to The Right Intention. After my last episode, an opportunity came up. I just came off a four-day meditation. I had an opportunity to participate in a plant medicine journey. This was going to be different than my ayahuasca journey that I talk about in my book. This was going to be much lighter and exactly what I needed. So I leaned in, as I always say, it's all by design. And I'm going to share with you some of the highlights of what I took away from this journey. There were 14 of us at this journey. I knew about half the people and I believe everyone was there for the, you know, whatever they needed to be. Most people on the journey were very successful people by the way society looks at them. They were, most of them were business owners or professionals in their field. When we started, we all met together. We sat down and we started with some breath work and meditation so we could all set intentions for what we wanted from this journey. Some people were dealing with past traumas that they were trying to work through. Others just wanted some common peace in their life. Myself, like my last journey, I just wanted clarity. And since my last journey, so many things have manifested themselves in my life. And I think one of the main reasons was I sent the right intention the last time. Some people listening to this just really might not understand plant medicine. And things that have fallen into place for me since this last journey that I did is more and more people are engaging and continuing to listen to the podcast. Uh, book sales along with the Audible sales have been going well. I've been on a few stages and I've had some uh, business opportunities with people of integrity that have been laid down in my lap as well. Most importantly, someone who's been a friend of mine for years, I found out might be more. I felt that in my heart and soul, this may be the person that I've been destined to be with. I've known them for quite a few years, and there's much more there than I thought. I feel like I've connected with this person in a previous lifetime, and we seem to be getting along very, very well as we take things to potentially the next level. So keep in mind, all these things happen serendipitously, and this came from setting the intention on my last journey. I didn't ask for a life partner during my last journey. One thing I did ask for primarily was clarity. And one thing that I can say is my soul knows that's what my heart has been longing for for quite some time is to have that special someone in my life. So let's get into what I experienced on my last journey and some of the thoughts and revelations that I had. Keep in mind, it's not like we are doing mass amounts of drugs or trying to get messed up to numb our misery or depression. That's not what doing plant medicine is. Keep in mind, this was professionally done and all of us were administered medicine for the experience we wanted. The way it started after the breath work and setting intentions is the facilitators met with each of us one-on-one. -on -one. 
And after spending time with us and discussing what our intention was, the main facilitator gave us the medicine that would give us the effect that we were looking for. And one thing that was cool about this, it was a heart-opening medicine, which allows us to be in a more loving and calm consciousness. I really want to cover this because some of you listening to this may not understand or approve of plant medicine. That's on you. You may just think it's doing drugs or, you know, an opportunity to get fucked up. I found, and others before me have found, and talked about the healing powers of plant medicine. When done properly, someone will get exactly what they need from it if the right facilitators are doing it. And if you set the right intention with it, you'll get exactly what you need, which I've experienced in the past. This could be something as deep as releasing from pain, trauma, any fears, anxiety, loss, or separation. Or it's something as simple as clarity, which I received. Keep in mind, it's not a cure for all or a magic pill that'll give you instant healing. It'll give you, you know, really what you've asked for. It gives me the opportunity to open my heart, clear my head, and calm the noise that surround us a lot of the times. It really allows us to be in the present moment, and I'm able to really focus and come from a creative and non-judgmental self. Most of the judgment that I did do and you do is self-judgment. If you don't, you know, look in the mirror. We really are our own worst enemies. I'm going to stress that if you do consider doing plant medicine, make sure you do the research with the facilitators doing it. You know, things that I asked were, you know, how long have they been doing it? How many people are going to be in the group? What should I expect? And what results have they seen? You don't want to go into it blindly. The people I did the last two journeys with have a true onboarding process and they're going to interview you and they don't accept or take everyone into the journey space just because the person wants to be in it. They want to make sure you're a fit for the group and it makes sense for you and for them and if they can help you make some significant changes. It's, you know, really taking plant medicine is not much different than someone being prescribed medical marijuana or doing ketamine treatments for anxiety or depression. The challenge with any substance is when people abuse it and use it really is an escape or crutch, but with proper dosages and supervision, it can really be like a prescription drug. So if you take it as prescribed, it can help you heal. I think we'd all agree we're all seeking and searching for peace, happiness, and really in a state to where we're not suffering. The thing that we all crave can come down to one word, and that word is love. All of us crave love. Love from your companion, significant other, your family. And as I've discussed before, we all must first love ourselves, which for me was the hardest part. In many of my episodes, I preach about this. I talk about self-care. Be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. It comes back to that one word, love. It's hard to really embody love when you're in a suffering state. So when you're in a suffering state and you try to feel love, it's just not possible for those to be working in unison. Think about this. We can all love ourselves and everything around us. 
we're not only being filled up, we're at peace. We also raise our vibration and the vibration of those around us. What I found, it's like a magnet and you're drawing all the love to you. And with that love, you're raising your energy field. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time. And with his growth and popularity, his science backs all this stuff up. So definitely check him out. I love doing Dr. Joe's meditations and loved his advanced retreat that I did in Dallas this year. One thing he talks about and others talk about is you really can and do create your own reality. Think about that. We truly can and do create our own reality. The challenge is we don't decide what that is from a young age. You know, think about when you were younger. We're told what we can and can't do. We're often doing what society wants of us. We don't practice free will or what we really want. What happens if we just love everyone and everything? One thing that I can tell you is I've seen magical and transformational things happen. This may sound extremely profound, but today I can honestly say I have more love and compassion for my ex-wife than I did during our almost 30 years of marriage. You're probably asking yourself, how does this even make sense? The best explanation that I have is because I'm operating from my heart and I have no expectations attached to our relationship. Keep in mind, we're all dealing with our own garbage. Just in this lifetime, think about things that we experienced in our mother's womb all the way to where we're at in our present lifetime. Think of all the programming that's been instilled in us. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't cry. No, no, no. These comments are programmed into us at a young age and sometimes, unfortunately, are not usually surrounded by the one thing that we all crave, which again is love. And guess what? We do the same things that our parents did to us as children. I really need to share about my son and his beautiful partner that gave us our first granddaughter. I'm so proud of him, and it's one of the most beautiful things that I've ever observed. It's really his unconditional and pure love that he shows on a daily basis to Lua and Novella, as well as his presence. It's one of the most magical and amazing things I've seen. I feel the reason my son operates from a position of pure love with his daughters is because he's operating at a higher frequency and vibration. Think about it. Stillness is really an illusion. We're all processing all this countless information that comes in through our own lens in our own way. And hopefully we're on our path to true fulfillment. We really need to create and focus on what our process is. Constantly ask yourself, what do you want? What do you desire? What are you afraid of? What do you believe? What do you want to believe? As I've let go, the most amazing things are happening. So if you've got a stressful situation, sometimes as hard as it is, you just need to let go. One thing I found is as human beings, we're afraid to not be in control. Think about that. We're afraid to not be in control. I think all of you have experienced this. Sometimes we've got to face our demons head on and open up. 
we need to heal from the inside out. One thing that I experienced during this journey is there were some couples there and some of these wives were seeing their husbands for the first times because their husbands were showing up vulnerable and in a very heart-centered place. They showed up the right way for each other with gratitude and appreciation. We need to constantly watch what we're saying. We need to look at the meaning behind the words that we're saying. We need to consider all the possibilities. We need to look at what story we tell ourselves. Because if you look at the way the brain is made in the human body, it's pretty complex. But we're addicted to serotonin and dopamine hits. And we're also wired to acquire more. One thing that a lot of people find, though, is more, more things, more stuff, more really doesn't make you happy. It's all our perception of what makes ourselves happy. You need to attach to an outcome because we're all creative beings. And you also don't need to be afraid to see yourself as you truly are. We all have the ability to choose door one or door two, A or B. We have options. Ask yourself, what are you choosing daily? One thing that I found on my growth path as I continue to do the work on a daily basis, and I constantly ask myself whether something may be perceived as good or bad, and I always like to ask myself, what does that mean? We need to be self-aware. All of us need to be accountable to ourselves and own our own part in what we do on a daily basis. We need to let go. We need to be vulnerable. We need to breathe in and through our heart. We need to understand we're not broken. And when something uncomfortable happens, we need to not be afraid to sit in it. We need to be present with it. And one thing that I've learned recently is we really need to learn to receive because receiving is the key to giving and we need to release because it's all by design. We all have the opportunity to regulate ourselves and we need to keep in mind that we all have the opportunity and have agency over it. We need to allow these things to sometimes run their course. I've recently started looking at things and not labeling them as good or bad. I look at things now as sometimes they just are. The key is to surrendering and letting go of the chatter and inner talk. In our minds, that's what's often holding us back. So perhaps look at things and not defining them moving forward. And sometimes don't fight back as hard as you used to. You don't need to lay down. However, fighting and matching that energy is feeding it with energy and sometimes feeding that problem with that energy. And you're not going to get to the solution that way. You'll get to the solution when you have calm and peace of mind. When you have things like this that come up that are challenging, maybe ask yourself, what's the gift? Or what's the lesson I'm learning from this? We distract ourselves from facing what we feel the emotions that hold us back are at times. And, you know, really start asking yourself what you can learn from it. And keep in mind, you need to face it. In the past, sometimes now even, I try to avoid those types of things. We need to face them and we need to work through it. As I look at those around me, 
and my relationships, I think it's important to give people and relationships space. We don't want to control or judge or make up a story around a person or a situation. And we need to understand that your process is probably different from somebody else's process. And the biggest advice I can give you in these situations is just to be present and to show up. Our life experiences are they're in our heart and our brain just navigates our life. I kind of like to think of it as a GPS with pre-programmed coordinates. So if you've ever had the navigation through like maps or Google Maps and it takes you to the wrong place, it's because it's pre-programmed like our mind. And keep in mind, our mind is there to guide and protect us. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes us to the wrong place because of what's loaded into it from 20 or 30 or more years ago. What served us then may not serve us today. And I've really taken the time to essentially clear a lot of my hard drive. For years, I told myself stories that kept me in a place of suffering. And when this happens to us, we act out. I personally acted out with rage and anger and being very controlling, selfish, and other low vibration emotions. Don't get me wrong, when I wasn't feeling sorry for myself, I did experience positive emotions like love, caring, and compassion. But the reality was, as I see now, it wasn't consistent. And there were constant highs and lows that I experienced during my life. And that affected everyone around me. And with the work I've been doing and keep going deeper on, as I go towards a place of enlightenment, I found peace and calm. And I've experience love more consistently in my new programming. As I continue to unravel it, and when bad emotions and thoughts still come up, I've conditioned myself so they pass through me much quicker. And more importantly, they don't create the action of me acting out in a fit of rage like I did in the majority of my life. I try not to put a meaning to it. If someone's yelling at me, it's not a a good or bad thing, it just is. I choose not to match that person's tone, vibration, or behavior. And the reason is, when I did this in the past, all it did was escalate to make the situation worse. I found if you don't feed a bad emotion by yourself or others, it will go away on its own. I found that I love myself and enjoy spending time alone. There were 14 other people in my journey, and a lot of them were spending time together processing things that they want or needed for themselves. The majority of the journey, I was outside in a hammock collecting my thoughts so I could recall points so you could understand them. And because of this, I'm sure as you're listening, it'll help you get through some of these challenges you're facing. I guarantee when that happens, you'll have more peace and joy in your life. It's what we all want, isn't it? Because when you're in a suffering state, you just want to shake that horrible feeling you have. And it typically comes out as something not too positive. And it's as a screaming at someone or putting someone else down. You may turn towards substance abuse or go into a deep depression. That's why we come back to love. Those thoughts are not coming from a place of love which is the exact opposite of the way you feel. Those thoughts are coming from a place where you want to act out or hurt yourself or someone else. 
whether that's directly or indirectly. It's what we're doing. So switching gears, think about some of your happiest moments. What were you feeling then? If you can chunk that down, it chunks down to a beautiful state, which is love. I feel the reason most of us get into a suffering state is because we don't love ourselves. Our memories and subconscious stores everything we've ever done. I was toughest on myself. Because of this, I acted out on these behaviors to those people around me, my friends, family, and people I work with. I now operate in a field with a different energy and vibration, and people that have known me for years see the difference. And these are people that don't even believe in what I'm talking about and think I sound a little nutty or woo-woo. They're people that see the difference. We all need to show up as the people that we need to be along with our best selves, and we need to be individuals. And it really all starts with leadership. It's time for all of us to deal with all of our garbage excuses that are holding us back. In our world and in this country, men especially need to be men and lead. They first need to lead themselves. Then they can lead their families, their communities, their companies, their churches, the government, and the world. We need to own our own mistakes. We need to learn from them and teach others not to make the same ones. It starts with one voice and the truth that embodies you. You need to speak your truth to yourself, God, significant others, and whoever you encounter. The truth is, things need to change in this world. And I'm going to start a movement for men and others that want to make a difference. It's for men that are not afraid of hard work and pain. And you know what? Guess what? It's going to be painful to deal with a lot of this stuff. But to lead, you must get to the root cause of what's been holding you back. It takes a lot of hard work and self-reflection and examination and really being honest with yourself. How honest are you really with yourself? I lied to myself for years. We need men who can be strong, own their shit and make the corrections to be their best and true selves. A lot of you listening to this are not fulfilled and you're just going through the motions every single day. You're tired of the depression and loneliness. And some of you listening to this are lonely even though you're married. And so what people do is they bury themselves into whatever addiction suits them best, whether that's working too much, whether that's drugs, alcohol, porn, or any other destructive addiction, just to numb yourself. And I know all of you are looking for and seeking that joy and happiness. There's a better way and you need to put yourself on a path to get out of the rut you're in. You need to evaluate where you're currently at have a roadmap of where you want to go, and if you're ready to commit to change. Men need to be individuals to regain the voice they've lost in their time so they can mentor others. And once that energy is right, they can affect others and they can create a movement in their own community. It's a team type concept. So we all can influence more people and create more positive change. There are so many things in this world today that just need changed. Look at the education system. We need an education system where we can actually teach our children useful information that will prepare them for their life rather than just memorizing things that will not serve them in the future. 
We also need to look at emotional intelligence, how to communicate and process things the right way. This is so important, especially when we're dealing with our own depression and bad thoughts in our minds. You've got to use the right tools so you can deal with your pain and not hide all this stuff and mask it. We all have addictive tendencies. When we can use and become more emotionally intelligent, we can then teach our youth what it is to be emotionally mature. This is why the right men need to step up. They need to be honest about the past, not dwell on it, and move forward. You know, I'd call it, you know, kind of fixing your own backyard first principle. You know, as I've traveled a lot recently, everywhere I go, down the street, it smells like pot. It's because government made pot legal to monetize it the same way they did with alcohol during prohibition. Keep in mind, I'm not some sort of tight ass that's condemning people because, again, we all have addictive tendencies, including myself. I've done coke, smoked pot, I've been blackout drunk, and I've watched endless hours of porn, and I was the best workaholic there was. I believe anything in moderation is fine, a glass of wine at dinner or a beer at a ball game. The issue is when we have a bad day or a fight with our significant other, it's too easy to drown your sorrows in your favorite alcohol or drug of choice. Why don't we stop and deal with our challenges when they come up? Can we not handle the truth? Are we just too lazy? Or are we just so programmed as to do what we were taught? For example, if you have a bad day, you might be in this state where you just want to shake that bad feeling. So because of the way you're programmed, you might just, you know, go out to the car and get high or go to a bar or just blame someone else and act out in a fit of rage. We need to be responsible and you need to understand you're responsible for your own life and actions. However, people don't want to be accountable. It starts with one person and it starts with you listening to this. It starts with you taking 100% responsibility for yourself and actions versus blaming things on another person. When you can show this type of leadership, it'll become contagious and become viral in a very amazing way. Think of what the world will be like when this happens. Because with a collective effort of consciousness, blood, sweat, and tears, and doing the work, we'll see real results. Imagine being able to have a meaningful conversation with your spouse rather than feeling like you're getting nagged and bitched at because you didn't take the trash out. Imagine being able to have the emotional intelligence and talking with your kids, really talking to them about everything, and your kids feeling comfortable enough to come and talk to you about their problems versus struggling to get attention by hurting themselves, doing drugs, alcohol, or whatever the case may be to mask their pain. And how amazing is it going to be when you actually have the skills and tools to be able to guide them through troubled times because you've done the work yourself. And for them, no matter what age, for you to hold them in your arm and experience the love and connection you and they have always wanted. Imagine going to a place of work where you enjoy what you're doing and the people you work with. There are so many people that I talk to today that are miserable in their existence. It's time for change. What do you have to lose? What do you want to change for the better? 
What would you give for true happiness? What would you give for a great relationship with your significant other? What would you give for your kids to truly appreciate and love you? I believe there's truly an awakening happening right now in the world today because people truly want more. And when we put the right energy and intention on things, we can move mountains. Look at the nation and where the world has came to where we're at 100, 200 or more years ago. Think about how the pyramids were built without modern technology and the equipment that we have today. Somewhere we forgot what was important, which is loving and caring for your fellow man. I realized I could have been a better father and husband. It's not an excuse. However, part of the challenge was I was taught by the environment I grew up in. They don't teach emotional intelligence in school, let alone how to raise a child. It's kind of trial and error. And by the time we had our third kid, you kind of figure it out. And with that dynamic, you unfortunately might not give them the love and tension they need, or perhaps they get too much. And if they get too much, then the other two children feel like they get neglected and they become rebellious to get attention. So it's a balancing act. And it's actually kind of simple, really, because if we approach relationships with honesty and presence, this would eliminate a lot of these challenges that we face. I constantly find myself asking, whose approval am I seeking? What am I working for? And we need to keep in mind, if we don't talk through a lot of these things, you're going to stay in whatever addiction that you have, which for a lot of you listening to this is probably work. And we're surviving survival on a daily basis, you know? Ask yourself what you want to experience. What lights you up? How are you really defining success? How do you get clarity to clean the junk out of your closet? Do you? If not, why not? What's one of your favorite activities that brings you joy that makes you smile? How often do you do it? Why don't you do it more often? What would it be like if you did it more often? What would your life look like? How do you typically wake up in the morning? How are you currently coping with and dealing with and managing stressful situations? What negative triggers, anchors, and people do you need to remove from your life? These are things that cause you so much pain. What do you put your thoughts and intentions on? Now, the way I operate, I put my thoughts and intentions on the right thing, which is helping others for the right reasons. And when I've put that out in the universe, it brings me inner peace, joy, and happiness. And I would have what I call attracting the right energy with the right things in my life because I'm operating in a different field. So if you think good thoughts, good things are more likely to happen. If you think bad thoughts, bad things are more likely to happen. If you hang out with a bunch of convicts, you're probably going to be a convict. So watch your environment and what you're surrounding yourself with and what you put out there, you're going to attract. You know, really every thought's an energy and they're positive and negative energy fields. Think about it and you can feel them when you walk into a room. You can feel the heaviness or the lightness of the room. One thing I found that's helped me 
is higher energy because the higher energy actually strengthens you. I don't focus on what's missing in my life. I'm so grateful for what I have in life. I really feel like we covered a lot here and I really hope all of you self-reflect and really look at some of the answers, so many of the questions that were covered in this episode. These are some things that I'm putting my attention on moving forward, and I suggest you do the same as we wrap up. One thing that's important about all of this is to be clear on what meaning you put to each of these things is. You know, number one, be honest. Number two, be successful. Number three, be happy. Number four, be good, do good. And number five, give the best I have to the world. Those are the ones that I'm focusing on. It seems to work pretty well for me, whether you use those or create your own list of things. I suggest you really do some self-reflection so you can work on yourself first, make some corrections so you can be the best you for everyone that's out there as we all continue to move forward. Let's go to a place of happiness, enlightenment, and peace. Take care, everyone. Love you all. Thanks for joining us at The Right Intention. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me anywhere at Todd Tanoni. If you want to contact me directly, you can reach out to me at toddtanoni.com. Together, we can create a ripple effect of positive change in the world.